You will recall in the last episode that Jimmy and Barbara were admiring a picture in the living room of Bender's ranch house. After removing it from the wall, they discover the back had been split open. To their amazement, they find hidden under the back cover an old piece of parchment. It proves to be the map of the hidden treasure. The Chihuahua treasure which Ortez told them about. Jimmy and Speed took off in their plane with the map to find out, if possible, the location of the treasure. Breaking through the clouds, they see Bender's airplane parked on the hidden mesa and the two Benders digging around in the bed of a stream. Have they already found the treasure? As the present episode opens, we find Jimmy, Speed, Mrs. Croft, and Flash discussing their possibility of finding the treasure. Mrs. Croft is speaking. But do you suppose, Mr. Robertson, that Mr. Bender and his son located the entrance to the treasure cave? Mm, it was pretty hard to tell, but I doubt it. There's no question in my mind, however, but what they were hunting for it. I told Mr. Bender that I shall insist upon paying for our board and room while we are here. I simply can't bear the thought of being under any obligation to them. Yes, you're quite right. Jimmy, Flash, and I will do exactly the same thing, eh, Flash? Yeah, I don't want that guy better to give me nothing. Anything I take from him will be paid for. Yes. I believe we'll all feel more comfortable with that kind of an arrangement. Oh, but tell me, Mr. Robertson, uh, did your flight disclose any of the landmarks shown on the treasure map? We couldn't find a thing of importance. Of course, a mountain peak, El Capitan, and the hidden mesa are easy to spot. We could find no trace of Saddle Canyon and the three cedar trees shown on the chart. Tomorrow morning, we're going out there early and try to meet Ortez. He can be of some help to us, I'm sure. Yes. Living up there in the mountains, he undoubtedly has been searching on his own account. Mm, but he doesn't have the chart to help him. Mm, that's very true. But the three of you working together should make it easier. Well, uh, don't you worry, Mrs. Croft. If there is such a thing as a hidden cave, we're going to find it. I come down here to hunt animals, and here I am looking for gold. Mm, never mind, Flash. We'll get in our hunting yet. My, this night is beautiful. Yes, that cloud blanket finally lifted. I think that's going to help us tomorrow, too. I wouldn't be surprised if Saddle Canyon wasn't hidden by clouds this afternoon, and that's why we couldn't locate it. Oh, here come Barbara and Jimmy back from their walk. They seem to be amused about something. <laughs> well, they're probably laughing about all the food Flash put away this evening at dinner. Bender's going to lose money on his keep. I ain't been eating well lately. A few more days down here, though, and... I'll get my appetite back. Well, I'd hate to feed you when you're well if tonight was a sample of your appetite when you're ill. Well, children, did you enjoy your tramp in this beautiful night air? Oh, yes, we had a wonderful walk. And I've been telling Jimmy of my latest conquest. Rip Bender, you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess Rip is right. He said all the girls fell for him. Oh, now, Barbara, I'm jealous. Are you going to throw me over for Rip Bender? Well, I guess I'll have to, Speed. Rip Bender tells me he's a much better pilot than you, so I guess that lets you out. Yeah, but what about me, Barbara? You ain't going to throw me over for Bender, are you? Well, Flash, really, you were my favorite until dinner this evening. But your marvelous appetite rather stunned me. I just couldn't cook enough for you. <laughs> oh, it's a wonderful night. Now, one of you boys should have a guitar and court me in true romantic fashion. Oh, it'd really be something if you started Flash and I to singing, Barb. Oh, now, don't make light of Flash. That boy's got a real singing voice. Says you. Hey, Flash, go and borrow Benito's guitar and give us some of the old songs we used to sing overseas. You remember around the squadron at night? Oh, Flash, do sing for us. Why, we'd love to hear you. Oh, I ain't used my voice much lately for singing. I go in mostly for poetry. Oh, you do? 
Why, those beautiful mademoiselles used to come from miles around to hear you sing, Flash. I don't know about this here poetry. Oh, come on, Flash. This should be good, Speed. Recite for us now. How about it, huh? Oh, you must recite poetry for us, Mr. Lewis. That would make this evening just about perfect. Oh, I forgot most of my poems. Come on, Flash. You can't kid me. You remember that pretty little brunette you used to recite poetry to in the cafe at Violet Duke? Now, if you don't want to entertain us, I'm going to just tell Barbara and Mrs. Claude... Never mind, Speed. Let's not go into that. Since you force me with your high-pressure methods, I'll give up. And give out with my best brand of poetry. Well, I believe a little introduction is in order here. Come ye, come ye. Our Mr. Lewis is about to begin the beginning. If it's all the same to you, I'll begin at the beginning. Well, what'll it be, Speed? Give us the one about the pilot. Do you remember it? A poor aviator lay dying? Oh, yeah, I guess I do. I'll try it anyway. A poor aviator lay dying at the close of a bright summer's day. His comrades had gathered about him to carry his fragments away. The airplane was piled on his wishbone. His wings was wrapped around his head. He wore a spark plug on each elbow. Twas plain he would shortly be dead. He spit out a valve in a gasket and stirred in the sump where he lay. And then to his wandering comrades, these brave parting words he did say. Take the magneto out of my stock and a butterfly valve off my neck. Extract from my liver the crankshaft. There are lots of good parts in this wreck. Take the manifold out of my larynx and the cylinders out of my brain. Take the piston rods out of my kidneys and assemble the engine again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you know about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know you were that What a poet. Ah, I knew you hadn't forgotten it, Flash. Boy, that sure takes you back to the old days. Oh, Flash, that was very good. Why, we had no idea you had such talent. Recite another one for us. Oh, yeah, that was swell. Come on, Flash, give us another one. Oh, I can't think of any of the others. Oh, you haven't forgotten that one about the, about the blue wings, have you, Flash? Well, how'd it go? Oh, I don't know. Something like this. She had a pair of wings tied on with strings. Oh, yeah, I think I do. Oh, but just a second. Uh, what were the blue wings? That was an old crate we flew during the old barnstorming days, Jim. None of the pilots thought much of them. Go ahead, Flash. Give us your version of blue wings. Okay. She has a pair of wings tied on with strings and everything. And when you do a vree, the tail flies free and everything. She got a rusty cross brace wire, and she's hot bare for catching fire. This flying cootie, not built for beauty, but looks ain't everything. And when you set her down, she cracks her wheels and everything. And when a motor conks, you can hear the harps in heaven ring. We have a smash up every day, and all our paychecks roll away. Just to help buy the hearse. And the flowers, and the hole in the ground, and everything. Hey, but look, kid, uh, those blue wings, they weren't that bad, were they, Speed? Well, uh, not quite, Jim. 
It's a funny thing how antiquated some of those old ships look to us now. In those days, we thought they were plenty hot. Gosh, Pete, you remember the day you swallowed a sop with camel? Hey, I'll never forget it. Those little babies used to spin like a top. Well, Flash, your poetry was okay. It reminded me of old times. Yes, Mr. Lewis. You've certainly given us a real entertainment. It was delightful, and we enjoyed it ever so much. Well, them was great old days. Keeping them airplanes running for wild pilots like speed. Oh, they must have been. Yeah, they were great old days. You remember the time, Speed, when our squadron was at Columbi Le Bell? And a CO got sore because you went up in a spat and started diving at the hangars. All the pilots came running out, and you ran them all back in again. Oh, what do you know about that? Oh, you give me a pain in the neck. I suppose you want me to sit here and see them fellas walk off with a fortune. Well, I ain't worried about that. All them fellas know is what Ortez might have told them. Yeah, and that Mexican told them plenty, too. Well, they can't do nothing without that there map. Maybe they've seen that map. After what Benito's been a-telling us. Well, he didn't see him with no map. Listen, Paul, what would they be doing with that picture on the table if they hadn't been looking at the map? Well, you just looked at the picture, ain't you? And the map was right there where you put it. I'm telling you, Paul, the map wasn't in back of that picture like I stuck it in. It was turned around. Well, now, if they found the blame thing, why didn't they take it? How do I know? But I'll wager everything I've got. They've seen it, been looking at it. Well, I ain't aiming to get in no more trouble. Now, you can't do away with them fellas without people knowing it. Especially with a lady and her daughter down here. Now, you're fixing to get yourself in a lot of trouble, son. I know what I'm doing, Paul. Well, how do you aim to do it? I got it all figured out. And believe me, there won't be a soul but will think something happened to their airplane. Well, something like that would suit Ace, all right. He was telling me yesterday we ain't going to get nowhere with them fellas around. Just what I was telling you. And I got a little scheme that's bound to work. With them out of the way, we can handle Mrs. Croft, all right. And I got my own ideas about Barbara. Now, there's a pretty gal. And she ain't giving you no house, though. I'll handle it all right. Well, what about Ortiz? Well, we didn't have no trouble with his brother Ramos, did we? (laughs) Well, what's your idea, Rip? Before they takes off in the morning, you and I'll go out to the airplane. And while you're talking to Robertson and Alan, I'll take this here pineapple and plant it in the ship. I got it all ready so that it can't miss. Don't worry about Alan and Robertson, Paul. I think at last we've found a way to deal with them. A bomb. Will Rip Bender carry out his threat? A clever scheme if it works. Will Jimmy and Speed be caught in the air with a murderous time bomb concealed in their plane? For the answer, tune in on the next episode of The Air Adventures of Jimmy Allen. <laughs> 